Welcome to Dream Machine. My name is Aaron. And my name is Patricia. Hey, Patricia. How's it going? Uh, fine. It's time for us to take a look into Boss Baby. Yeah. So, uh, before, actually, before we get into the Boss Baby, we want to give a shout-out to the feedback form, because uh, that's still currently circling around at the moment. So, uh, if you've not had a chance to uh, fill that in, because we're at the very end of uh, Dream Machine, we're going to be asking all of you what your favorite uh, DreamWorks movie was, and uh, we're going to do our top five best and top five worst, and uh, you guys... I get a say on that as well. So uh, if you go to the description below, head up, uh, feed up, uh, put in the feedback form and uh, let us know what, what your thoughts are on the uh, upcoming uh, final episode of the, uh, the Dream, of Dream Machine. So uh, Yeah, and uh, please do it quickly because we only have a couple of weeks until we're going to gather all of your information. And who, who knows, maybe we'll even read off some of your you know feedback uh, into you know why you decided to choose the movies that you did. Mm-hmm. But until then, uh, Patricia, are you ready to change this thing's dirty diaper? Uh, if I must, but l yeah, let's let's do it. Okay then, let's uh, let's hold our nose and here we go. I'm the boss, boss, baby, boss, 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 baby, boss, boss. I'm the boss, boss, baby, boss, 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 baby, boss, boss. Watch it, itty bitty. So The Boss Baby is the 2017 American 3D computer animated comedy film produced by DreamWorks Animation and distributed by 20th Century Fox. Uh, despite receiving mixed reviews from critics, it was a box office success, to which I say, why? I mean, uh, <laughs> so, I mean, like, uh, I mean, uh, let me let me say this uh, in regards to when I first, when I walked away from this film, you know, uh, it basically just, uh, my first thoughts that came after the credits started rolling basically started like this. Okay, just give me one second. Okay. I was making a DreamWorks film. And then I got high. <laughs> and you can fill out the rest of that. Because, you know, like, this this is probably the weirdest thing I've probably... I've got to be honest with you, probably the weirdest thing I've probably seen since Freddy got fingered. I'm, I'm, I'm serious here. Like, you know, like, it's... Uh, I get where we're going with this. This is told, I assume right now, through the active imagination of a seven-year-old. And yeah. you can definitely tell that it shows in this. But, oh, my goodness... Like this, this you do not know what is fact. You don't know what is fact, what is fiction, what is right, what is wrong. You don't know where. You don't know if you're on your feet or if you're flying in the air. It's like it's just it's this. This film is all over the show. Yeah, and and apparently this was like based off of a book. I think. Again, I you know. Yeah, like... again, I know, right? So we all, we tackled in a few you know movies from DreamWorks that are based off of books, which. I guess we have to, you know, give it to, you know, DreamWorks in which they do adaptations as opposed to Pixar in which they do mostly original stuff. So, yes, this is our, I think this is our third time. So we had um, Over the Hedge, then we had Home, and now we have Boss Baby. Yeah. And I, I guess... Um, now, oh, I, now, before I everyone starts get, getting on to us about this, because I know what the, uh, I think some of the comments are going to be about this. Let me just safely say this. I have never read the books or, you know, seen any, like, any other material related to this. I am just this movie purely and basically what I saw. Okay, oh, so I, I'm me... sorry, I missed out two more. There was um, 
um, there was uh, Rise of the Guardians and uh, How to Train Your Dragon. So I missed those. Sorry. Okay. Yeah. But so you know, in regards to like the where these films originate, so that's one thing I kind of like give very negative points towards in regards to at least you know when when we I think somewhere down the line we are going to get towards you know whether we like whether we like Pixar or Dream Machine more after sorry DreamWorks more. Uh, after doing, after doing, concluding this series, but I've got to be honest with you, like DreamWorks right now really lacks in originality, doesn't it? Like it's mm. just like everything that we've seen right now really does feel borrowed. And even in this movie, if it, even though it's it's really weirding out, weirding me out right now, I like you know, at least, uh, there's some bits where I say, hey, I know they borrowed that from somewhere. I know that's taken influence from that. You know, it's just it's uh, yeah, a lot of what we're about to see, I don't think is very original. Yeah, oh, yeah. It, it, oh, have you? I mean, are you familiar with the movie Baby Geniuses? Um, yes, I am, unfortunately. Yeah, so don't you kind of think it kind of is similar to that, in which you have a talking baby and it involves with like secret agents and stuff? Yeah, I was leaning. To, I mean, when I first when I first got introduced to this film, I was leaning to thinking, I was looking at this and thinking, this is probably going to be more like Cats versus Dogs, you know, like or Cats and Dogs, whatever that movie was, you know, like it was going to be like babies versus you know puppies. You know, if you will, mm-hmm. and uh, I mean, that looks like what he was going to start off with, and then it kind of twists into kind of like this. So you know, uh, hey, there's this kid called Timmy who is uh, the center of attention of his parents, and now he's not the center of attention anymore because the, the boss baby has walked in, and uh, then uh, so it kind of goes in that aspect of it, and then it kind of turns into kind of like a, a weird buddy kind of like you know kind of movie again, like like you know, and there's bits of it where I feel like you know, it looks like they were prepping for like a Peabody and Sherman sequel, and they decided not to do it, and they just to settle with this like, yeah you know, i i can i can definitely see where you're coming from because i take it that they thought that you know peabody and sherman was going to be a massive hit because hey it's based off of a classic you know cartoon serial from the 50s and 60s maybe people will get into it but you know we already talked about how it received mixed reviews it was kind of like a box office failure even though it had a netflix series and it didn't really take off as people thought it would Okay, and also I just want to make a you know. Then, then there was another bit in the film where it was like, I'm sorry if we're skipping. You know, I've got to be honest with everybody. I really can't really tell this in like in a three act structure of telling you exactly what's going on here because like there's like there's bits and pieces that just distract me from like basically what's going on. Like there's one bit in the film where the the boss baby strikes Timmy in the balls. Yes. Okay, like there's like you know, what the it's like what the what the fuck. Like you know, like uh, by the way, we are more than a minute in, so I can't say what the fuck at this stage, you know. Uh, so so I'm I'm protecting your money, but uh, you know, in regards to um, you know, there's just some bits out there. Where it's like, whoa, that's really over the top, and I and I get it. Like uh, you know, we me and Patricia grew up in the '90s, so you know, we know we know what that's like. But uh, yeah, I mean, I guess you could say in some aspects, I guess this is a more you know. I guess they did some more ballsy stuff, I guess, in this film than I think they usually would have done in, you know, various other DreamWorks productions, I guess. Like, uh, yeah, like they, you know, gonna, there, there's a lot of there's a lot of toilet humor in this in this film. You know, yeah, just I'm to, actually yeah. gonna point something out. Um, you know, because I've actually gotten a lot of people asking me about like, you know, if you're into like crazy over the top stuff like Ren and Stimpy, then why don't you like this show? You know, that is like crazy and over the top. And I say that there's a there's a fine line. I think that shows like Ren and Stimpy and such, I think that you have to play it in a way that it balances out the over-the-top wackiness, but at the same time, it has to have at least a little bit of heart into it. Like, there has to be a reason why you're going to make it so crazy and over-the-top. Well, the reason like, I wouldn't say... The reason why I would say Ren and Stimpy makes more sense than, you know, the Boss Baby is that I would say that, you know, from the get-go, you knew what you know what you're into. We all saw the we all saw the promo- promotionals. We all saw the intros of the show. Even, even if we weren't, like, you know, versed in... 
you know, episodes of Ren and Stimpy. We saw clips, and we knew what we, we knew what this show was about. The Boss Baby, you know, when 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 you saw the promotional stuff for it, like you know, I'll say it from the get go. That boss looks. That Boss Baby looks like Donald Trump. I'm and sorry. And you know what? It's, it's incredible. It's incredibly ironic that that would be the case because. This baby is played by Alec Baldwin, and Alec Baldwin would would be the one who plays as Donald Trump in SNL. Yeah, and but you know, it's just like I feel like in the promotional bits, we actually knew what the story. We felt like we knew what we were in for. Like, oh hey, there's this baby. He's uh, gonna be you know brought into uh, like you know save baby kind from you know puppies or something like that. And so then I thought there was gonna be like this kind of like whole deal between you know uh, puppies and babies, and it was gonna be like you know I thought it was gonna be like I thought it was gonna be like cats and dogs. I really did, and uh, but uh, you know, it just—I felt like maybe that's what the direction they originally wanted to go in, and then some like other people kind of like threw in their own ideas, and like you can tell, like you know, I don't know if the story structure, I guess, was kind of like trying to be novel in the way of like, okay, this is how a seven-year-old would would vision it, you know, like uh, this was—I mean, this would be what a hyperactive seven-year-old would vision, you know, a movie to be. And uh, so I guess maybe you know, me and Patricia being in our 30s now, I guess we kind of we can't really see the, uh, you know, the, 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 the fantasy of that, I guess. But, you know, it's just it's uh, it feels so abstract, you know, like looking at this. It's like watching it's like looking at an abstract painting, you know, like, you know, yeah, why, why are all yeah. the clocks melting? You know, but but, here, but here's the thing. This this concept actually can work out really, really well. Have you ever heard of a comic series called Axe Cop? Um, no, I haven't. Okay, so Axe Cop is, believe it or not, like a comic strip series that was written by a five-year-old and was drawn by his 29-year-old brother. It is like one of the most craziest ideas that you can think of in terms of a story. But at the same time, it's actually told really, really well. It's really funny, and um, it actually can be, you know, really um, intriguing at times if you take a look more into it. And I think, I don't know if the story is continuing. I, I just remember I, I heard about it, like, oh, many, oh, many Patricia, years actually, ago. Patricia, actually, don't, don't talk about it too loudly. DreamWorks might overhear and make a terrible movie out of it, so, uh, uh, yeah. Yeah. yeah okay, not... but but that's not, uh, yeah, anyway, but it, the point is, uh, there there is a reason why, um, you know, Axe Cop actually works, because... You know, it's a crazy idea, but the crazy idea was, like, you know, structured in a way that was, like, really well told. And it's a lot of fun. I, I really recommend anybody who's interested to check out Axe Cop. Yeah. Sure. I, I mean, like, I mean, look at all the crazy, um, you know, uh, ask, you know, look at all the crazy scenarios that we have looked, we, you know, we have looked at. I mean, I guess you could say, I mean, if we're going to go completely all over the show with what, you know, uh, what is a better idea... Of like you know a crazy storytelling, I guess you could say even even Super Mario Brothers two on the NES, I think he's as a you know as a dream sequence even he's probably you know a long winded dream sequence of a video game probably makes far more sense this than this movie does. Yeah, yeah, yeah. At times. yeah exactly. And like you know and, then and there's like there's other um, you know like uh, there's other movies out there that just you know okay do take you way out of uh, I mean you know I guess even say I'm trying to think of I'm trying to think of movies Paprika. which. Uh, Paprika is one of the most tripped up, craziest movies you will ever see in your life. But it's kind of like this like weird dream sequence in a kind of strange way. Like it's taking you into like a, another dimension. It's so weird. But yeah. at the same time, it is beautifully told. It's beautifully animated. And if you can kind of understand its idiosyncratic ways of telling a story, it's brilliant. I'll tell you, I'll tell you um, what, Patricia, sorry, one's just really come to my mind. You know what's a really weird 
abstract story, which you thought so would that you, you they would never pull off, but they did in 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 incredible fashion. Do you know what that movie is in my head right now? What? Who Framed Roger Rabbit? Okay, yeah, I could definitely see that for sure. Exactly. Oh, you know, a bunch of cartoons that you know are hand drawn, living amongst humans. You know, like, yeah, and, uh, and if you read the original book, it's completely different from what the movie is. Oh yeah, well, obviously, like uh, so. But you know, you go back to the boss baby. So, um, you know, we have this. Um, I mean, it kind of is hard to kind of pinpoint where the story is in this. Again, it's like another one of those. Like, uh, you know, is this story about the the boss baby trying to save baby kind from like puppies, or is this about like uh, you know the bonding between Tim and the boss baby within like all of this? It's kind of hard to pick out which one's the main you know, thing about all this? Or is it about, like, you know, the parents, you know, when neglecting Timmy for, you know, the, uh, the, the boss baby, you know, if you, if you will. And, like, you know, like, it's just, and then there's this kind of weird, like, involvement of, like, you know, babies, like, you know, or, like, baby corp in, like, in, like, the clouds. And then, like, they go up there, and, uh, and apparently now, you know, babies just come out of, like, a uh, uh, come down a slide and then just, you know, appear in a taxi or something like that. It's just, it's just, yeah, it's just, it's, uh, there's, I, my, my brain is just fried, uh, just looking at this and just kind of saying, yeah. trying to make somewhat some sense of it. I know, I've never felt this kind of like weirded out since Wonder Chosen. Like, I don't, I don't, I don't, I don't know if you ever remember that. Like, oh, it's I just. Rem I remember Wonder Chosen very, very vividly. Yeah. I, I, it was like one of those shows that a lot of people, when, uh, you know, watched when I was like in high school and college. Okay. But now everybody only knows it for like that. That's racist. Meme. <laughs> so. Yeah. It, it, yeah, that show. It, I think that that show is like one of those examples in which like it's just being weird for weirdness sake. I mean, you have one episode in which a kid is actually drinking like meat blood just for the sake of it. And um, then, you know, you also have like, um, you know, it was like inspired by the likes of, hey, you know, let's take the concept of Pee Wee's Playhouse and make it even more surreal. Uh, Tim and Eric, awesome show, great job is also another example on this as well. But here's the thing I want to point out. And, you know, writing random humor in a movie or in a cartoon or whatever is very, very hard. You really need to have a structure into writing just craziness out there and at the same time you know you have to have like a purpose you have to have like a little bit of a of a notion of a heart into you know presenting it in a way um uncle grandpa is another example i know a lot of people really hated uncle grandpa when it first came out because they said oh it's just weirdness for weirdness sake but i actually love the pilot and the later seasons i felt was when it started to get really good well, now well, in the pilot uncle grandpa i mean like it, it had a rough start but then i heard it got better as it went along so uh, at least oh yeah for like, sure yeah. yeah but the pilot i want to bring up because the pilot, if you think about it, it's like really weird. You're introduced to this guy who is everybody's uncle and everybody's grandpa. And then when he's introduced to this kid who's like really fat, he's like weird, weirded out by him. But then he just teaches him this really nice lesson about just being yourself and not worrying about, you know, how people treat you and how, you know, they say that you are, even though that inside you're not. So there's a lesson in there that you can be able to take out of it. And I think that, you know, great shows like that, that are trying to be like really weird, you get to take something out of it other than just, oh, it's just crazy and weird just for crazy and weirdness sake. Yeah. So as you can probably tell, we're about, uh, I can't remember how many minutes in an hour. Let me just uh, look back at the recorder. It's, uh, yeah, we're about 15 minutes in and uh, I'm still trying to figure out, you know, what's the best way of describing this plot. All right. Uh, so I, I can understand, you know, like in the first act, like it, it starts off pretty standard. So... 
So Timmy is like told by his mom about, hey, you know, what do you, what would the idea about you having a brother would be like? And he's not even interested, not even remotely. And there we go. We have that little, um, you know, scene in which she's shown that she is pregnant. And then when she gives birth to the boss baby, he doesn't even know what to make of it. Like he's just incredibly weirded out by the fact that we have a baby that not only talks, but is incredibly intelligent and that is, you know, planning on like, you know, saving puppies and, you know, yeah, is part of like this. About this. Like, I mean, as far as I'm aware, he wasn't, um, I, I don't know, like, uh, he wasn't, like, born. He, like, turned up in, like, in a, in a, in a taxi or something like that. And, like, yeah, he was like met at the, the, yeah. the door. And I'm just sitting there, like, what the, f- what, what the hell just, ha- what the hell's just going on there? Like, so, he's just uh, waltzed in. Like, he's just, yeah, I mean, yeah. I get it if, like, looking back at it now, I get if it's, if it's, if it's doing that within, the realms of like telling a story, but you you know in like the you know the uh, the telling the story structure. I mean, for example, like you know with those episodes of The Simpsons where uh, they talk about like oh how Lisa how Lisa Simpson was born and how Maggie was born, and how Bart was born. You know, you remember those episodes of The Simpsons and like uh, so they would always fl- they would always flick back to the um, you know the family telling the story. And, you know, like, so they, they would be, like, a little bit back and forth. So, like, you know, there'd be that structure. In Boss Baby, there's none of that. Like, you know, no. you only really get to understand what's really, um, you know, taking place, like, at the very end of the movie, pretty much. And so um, so you kind of get an, an understanding of, like, why, um, you know, maybe a little bit of an understanding of what um, what just transpired, pretty much. Like, you know, I don't, I don't think... I think what they, excuse me. I think what they they struggled to do, I think, was basically to kind of set a structure in place to say, okay, this is why the movie is like what it is. It's not being told through, like you know, in real time. It's being told through, like you know, same way that maybe I don't know, Conker's Bad Fur Day is being told, like you know, where Conker like saying, oh, this all happened yesterday. You know, it's like, uh, <laughs> and like but uh, you know, it's just it's um, it's. Yeah, you, you sometimes you really get lost in this film pretty easy, and then you just gotta get weird. When you get lost, you get weirded out pretty quickly too. Like you know, like there was a, I mean, some of the like some of the gross humor that I was talking about. There was like one scene where they look like you know they're in that bouncy castle of that dog, and then they came out of, like the bouncy castle dog's anus, and I'm just gonna sit there like, like, oh my god, what the fuck is going on? Like you know, it's just it's like um, yeah, that just uh, like. Uh, did that? I mean, if you turned your head away for like five seconds and then you saw that, you wouldn't have a fucking clue what was going on. You'd be just, you'd just be like, "What the hell?" You know, yeah. like it's just, it's just things like that. You know, and also there's the I always talk about the scene where you know the boss baby nails Tim in the balls, and then there's like a, another right really weird thing where like you know they they put both of them naked in the bath and they take a picture, which is kind of like um creepy, and it's just yeah, just a lot of weird stuff. Not just the place in this and movie. And you want to know it, it, this movie? I mean, I, I, and you know, we, we, uh, it was already established in the beginning of the movie that you know Timmy has like this wild, crazy imagination. But I have to say that that was like that that plot twist at the end was kind of like a, it, it, it was predictable, but at the same time, it was kind of like a slap in the face. Yeah, it was just kind of like, well, I mean, obviously these two characters, I mean, it's weird because like they, these characters should hate each other and they do, but then they like obviously, uh, you know, um, but but obviously put their axes to one side and uh, say, okay, hey, we're going to work together to, you know, obviously get what we want. Like, uh, so, and then like that happens. And uh, so it's just, it's, uh, but it just feels like, it just feels a bit 
the the relationship between the two the two at least I, I assume the two main characters like that's the thing like is the boss baby the main character in this film or is it Timmy the the main character in this film who's the who's uh, well, the, or yeah, both exactly. of them are. I was just about to say once again we have a little bit of um, marketing manipulation in which you think that one character is the main character but it's not very similar to Home in which we thought that the uh, the character who played as, you know, from Rihanna was the main character, but no, it turned out to be the alien. Yeah, and like it, which I think was probably the worst mistake they probably could have made in that film. To <laughs> honestly. The, the, the worst yeah. mistake. Uh, yeah, exactly. And then, when, you know, there was like so many promotional uh, posters and trailers on the boss baby, and we thought he was the main character, but it's not. It, it, he's not the main character. It's Timmy who's the main character, and the boss baby is um, another major character as well, but... Um, yeah, it's told from Timmy's perspective, not the boss baby's perspective. Yeah, I guess one po- positive I can say in this film is that at least they made it so. Um, I guess they. I mean, th- I guess maybe this is kind of a bit of a cliche in this f- in in films now, but uh, and uh, I think it's probably one that I think Monsters Inc. I think did a very good job of avoiding, and that is that. Uh, oh wait, this, this character wants you know uh, you know desperately wants something, and I like the boss baby wants to be like in the highest office and wants a massive promotion, and then he gets that promotion, and it's like oh it's not good enough. I want to I know it's. Uh, I've discovered something more, and like, and then you just realize that, oh, hey, maybe I can actually be, you know, a baby down on Earth or something like that. And uh, so there was um, that aspect, which uh, you know, obviously, uh, it, it felt kind of weird. Like, you know, when they were like grown up and like you couldn't really see their faces. Yeah. And, like, yeah. I, I don't know. That was just because they couldn't decide what they were going to look like when they were older or something like that. But it's just it was like, yeah, that was uh, that was kind of weird in itself. Yeah, sure, way. because, and, uh, uh, you know, we already knew what they they looked like as kids, so why couldn't they do the same thing as adults, you know? Yeah, like, you know, like, it's not hard to age characters. And they, they, they even did it in, like, one of the in one of the segments where, you know, they were saying they're going to be together, you know, forever, and then they, you know, that, that mushroom cloud. Oh, that's another weirded out bit as well, when they both grew old, and then they just kind of, like, you know, attacked each other in wheelchairs, and then the mushroom cloud just comes in and just blows up, you know? <laughs> it's just, it's just, what, I mean, oh, you know, it's just, it's, uh... Yeah, you, you just, you feel, you, you do not feel well, you know, watching some of these scenes in these films. And like, I, think, I guess we were going to say, well, didn't you grow up in the 90s? Yeah, we did. And I can tell you what, like, at least when some weirded shit happened, at least it made sense. You know, like, uh, and at least at least we got an idea of what was going on. You know, yeah, like, and, and, and again, I mean, the only time I felt really weirded out, I guess, probably like in certain episodes of, you know, the Adventures of Sonic the Hedgehog. It was like that. We, everyone knew what, knew what the score was. You yeah, know? yeah, yeah, exactly. Uh, you know, again, we don't know if um, all of these were based off of the book. Like, maybe all of this weird stuff did happen. Maybe it's another Axe Cop situation in which maybe a child actually wrote Boss Baby, and maybe the parent or somebody else. You like, know what, Patricia? After watching the after watching the the poop joke, the nailed in the balls joke, the uh, both naked in the bath joke, and the or so called joke, and uh, the um, you know dancing out of the taxi and into the arms of the parents joke, I don't think any of this is based on the book i'm just gonna go on i'm talking about like the the uh, the concept of the book i think that the 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 other weirded stuff i think that they just added it in for the movie yeah i'm gonna go on i'm gonna go on a bet here and and tell you what i'm I'm not for being absolutely wrong but i feel like i'm gonna be right by saying this but i think none of this is based on the book i'm sorry yeah yeah and can you believe that you know once again very similar to practically like almost every single DreamWorks animated film that's come out over the last decade, there's an animated series on Boss Baby. Mm. So, but, I mean, yeah. so, I guess, you know, going into the film itself, I mean, 
there was supposedly i mean there was there was a, an antagonist in this film and uh, he was obviously the um i don't think he got enough screen time though that's the yeah, thing like you know the he didn't. And also it's about that as well like you know the big shock of him being revealed as like you know big boss you know you know uh, boss baby's mentor pretty much it's kind of like uh it's like you know i think uh, i mean I, I don't know i just feel like it probably would have uh, i don't think it held that much weight really if you got honest no, with you. No, not really. I, I didn't really remember pretty much anything about him. Yeah, I mean, they, I mean, also as well, like the, you know, the uh, they are the stereotypical, like uh, you know, uh, big, massive henchman, uh, pretty much. Which is like, you know, after watching, you know, me and Patricia watched Hot Fuzz again. Um, well, she watched it. You know, Patricia, you watched it for the first time, and I watched it for like, you know, probably like the one hundredth time. Probably yeah. in like it, you know, like it. And, you know, after watching after watching that again and then watching this, it's kinda of like, yeah, the, that 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 trope really needs to kinda of like, you know, uh go away for a while and then come back again at a later date. So. Yeah, and, and you know what really sucks? It's it's I mean, you know, that villain was voiced by Steve Buscemi, which, you know, if we were to go into like Pixar, he did a much better job as, you know, voicing as um the antagonist from Monsters Inc. as opposed to like here. It's like here he barely gets any screen time and he doesn't really leave that much of a big impact on the story. Mm-hmm. So Anyway, um, so eventually they, you know, obviously live happily ever after when, you know, uh, the boss baby decides, oh, hey, I'm going to be, you know, part of this family now. And, uh, do you mean, how did he get the, I mean, what happened there? I mean, what, did he ask for that to happen or did he, you I, know? I, it's, it's weird. I, I think I remember it like being like a crazy dream. Like everything that Timmy thought of was like a dream and then he woke up and he actually met his real brother. And then, you know, it was, like, part of the story. It's like, you know, this was, like, the adult Timmy, you know, telling it to his daughter about, like, you know, how his brother came to be. And then she's asking him, it's like, oh, did that actually happen? And then we see, you know, the adult boss baby coming in. And, you know, he's dressed up in a suit. And we're assuming that everything that we did see actually happened in the dream. But not really because it was a dream. I don't even know. Yeah, okay, so basically what we've got here is a dream inside some uh, a father's story that he's telling to his seven-year-old girl with a hyperactive imagination. You know, I was joking before when I said instruction, you know, like, you know, but uh, this is, uh, yeah, this is, that's, that's where dream work seems to be going with the storytelling at the moment, and I call it instruction, you know, for pretty much, but, uh, um, yeah, so that was the story of that. I mean, our, our characters, you know, aren't really, I mean, we're not going to remember them, are we? Besides that, besides the, you know, the, besides that bastard baby. I mean, like, uh, we're not really going to remember, like, uh, you know, I mean, we'll never... Anybody. Not really. I mean, yeah, you know, it was disappointing is, you know, uh, I actually had some kind of, like, thought that, the, you know, the Wizzy character kind of, like, would have had a, uh, would have had more of a role in this. But instead, he was just kind of like, you know, uh, uh, just to, kind of, if anything, he was just basically just, uh, you know, reverbing the story back to us. Yeah, like, yeah, you know. and I really, and I really wanted to see this villain, like you know, do something really diabolical, like really over the top and crazy. But it just didn't turn out very well. And yeah. you know, I would have actually really liked to have a stronger relationship between Timmy and the boss baby, like a, a real brotherliness that and they do kind of, but it, I felt it wasn't like strong enough. So yeah, I, I, there wasn't a lot that I could say positively about this. It's just that it was nothing more than just like one big acid trip wondering about like what's going to happen next and then they try to pull in some cliches to you know put everything together yeah so i mean it just it just me that some characters i think should have got more than you know more screen time than they should then uh, i think should have got more screen time and they didn't and so obviously mm -hmm. they didn't leave that, i haven't had a chance to leave much of an impact and they were just too busy just telling throwaway jokes 
if anything. Mm-hmm. So yeah, it was just it's uh, yeah, it's uh, and also some of those well, like you know the, the side characters, you know they're, they're triplets, you know, and like then uh, the, you know obviously the boss baby gets his own you know massive henchman, and uh, then obviously uh, you know then obviously there's the girl. And, uh, you know, apparently they were, like, going to have, like, this, like, little, like, baby team, I guess they were going to have. And they were supposed to, like, have more. There's another thing about this as well. Doesn't it feel like there was a load of ideas that were just thrown together? And they, like, they were more, you know, um, main ideas than they were kind of, like, side ideas. But uh, they just got thrown in anyway. And they didn't really get enough uh, time on the screen to kind of, like, you know, um, you know, get any, you know, either any positive, positive, positive criticism, I guess. Like, you know, there was nothing there to leave a lasting impression. If anything, yeah, they, were, they, they were there and then they were gone, pretty much. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, well, you know, so uh, yeah, that was uh, that was the boss baby. It was uh, we'll remember it now and then we'll probably get high on LSD one time and then we'll probably remember it again. So, uh, <laughs> yeah, for sure. Yeah, uh, a bit of trivia. Um, if anyone really matters to it, I mean, this is the fifth DreamWorks animation film to have a post-credit scene after Over the Hedge, Kung Fu Panda, The Croods, and Trolls, and I did not see it because after the credits started rolling, I was done. Uh, yeah, I was, I was pretty much finished too. Yeah. Uh, the Boss Baby is the second DreamWorks animation film to be rated PG for some mild, nude, rude humor and uh, the MPAA after Trolls. So, um, yeah, apparently there's that. Uh, the Boss Baby is the second DreamWorks animation film to be released on March 31st after The Road to El Dorado. So I oh, guess how, it, how, how fitting. That's the only thing it shares for it, just release date. No, none of the magic that we saw in that film either has ever. Yeah, just, at least yeah. with El Dorado, I mean, at least, even though that we felt that the characters were kind of samey and the music was pretty forgettable, I have to admit that with El Dorado, at least, you know, the, the storyline was, you know, kind of intriguing in terms of, like, how they're going to get away with getting all the treasure and stuff, so at least it had that going. Yeah, I mean, it's, like, it's kind of sad, really, because, you know, yeah, yeah this, uh, you know, with the, with the Road to El Dorado, yeah, it looked, it looked very nice, but, you know, and also that was made all the way back in 2000, and, like, you know, I, here we are in 20, here we are in 20, 2017, I think, for this film, and I'd rather watch the, uh, uh, you know, a, a you know, 17-year-old uh, animated, you know, I'd rather watch a 19-year-old 2D animated uh, film, The Road to El Dorado, than I would rather watch The Boss Baby. I don't oh, know yeah, if we got sure. to this. I mean, so, uh, moving on, The Boss Baby is the fifth DreamWorks animation film to be released uh, on a children's book after Shrek, How to Train Your Dragon, Rise of the Guardians, and Home. Oh, that's uh, right. Shrek was. A, I, I I keep forgetting that Shrek was based off of a book. Sometimes. Yeah. Uh, the first uh, it is the first DreamWorks animation film directed by Tom McGrath, uh, not to feature any voices by Ben Stiller. Um, I mean, I guess you know. Okay, I I know that you know DreamWorks. You know, also similar to Pixar, they do have recurring voice actors, and we did talk about that throughout the run of Dream Machine. Yeah, uh, the Boss Baby received more in the box office uh, than it had uh, came out alongside some uh, some of it during the same week. I don't really know what that one's about. Uh, the twelve animation DreamWorks films to be scored by Hans Zimmer. Oh my god! And his even Hans Zimmer, the music doesn't really you know resonate in this at all. Mm. Like, you know, this, this is Hans Zimmer for crying out loud. Oh, yeah. Uh, the seventh DreamWorks animation film to be released in March after The Road to El Dorado, Monsters vs. Aliens, How to Train Your Dragon, The Croods, Mr. Peabody and Sherman and Home, and much better films than this one. So, yeah, uh, for sure. Yeah. Oh, boy. Um, you know, I really thought that Shark Tale wasn't going to have that much competition for, like, the worst DreamWorks film, but oh, my goodness. Uh, for... We're getting really close into deciding on which is the worst one because, I mean, there's a lot of, like, really bad movies for, like, you know what the hell shark tale b movie home this movie oh man it's like we're we're definitely going to you know be intrigued about what the viewers say is the worst dreamworks film because i mean 
any of these films are not going to be too far off. Yeah, I mean, like, I really would be very surprised if, uh, I mean, at one point I was thinking, you know, Shark Tale is going to be like, you know, it would be the cast too of our, you know, top worst, but no, I'm starting to think, you know, now I'm starting to think that people are going to start, you know, going into the feedback form and thinking, yeah, Aaron, Patricia, there's worse to come, you know? So. Oh, goody. Well, t well, the good news is we only have two more movies to go. So we are definitely going to be talking about a really interesting one because you have a personal history with it. So our next movie is Captain Underpants. Oh, Jesus Christ. For <laughs> uh, those of you who do not know, this is the movie I sat through half an hour of and turned off. So, yes. uh, you know what I'm in for tomorrow, uh, next, well, the next uh, episode of Dream Machine. But uh, until then, it's for me, Aaron. And Patricia. Take care, and uh, kids, don't do drugs. <laughs> and if you do drugs, actually, no, don't don't even bother. And don't See do Boss later. Baby. <laughs> don't do Boss Baby. There you go. No, so I was thinking about that. I said, you know, maybe may, maybe that's probably should be the name of a drug, Boss Baby. Maybe. Yeah. <laughs> yes, yes. Don't do the Boss Baby. Don't do Boss Baby, kids. <laughs>